Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. It's Dr. Crow from Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine for our Inside the Training Room. Just a heads up, Austin, too. I'm going to ask you for your Super Bowl pick to put on the celebrity board here in the <laughs> studio. So a lot is riding the on that pick. Board, man. Yeah. The, I call it the uh, celebrity marker board uh, in, in the studio. So. <laughs> Uh, first things first, let's uh, talk about the Super Bowl. One of the, the maybe key players in this thing that's still up in the air is is Chiefs offensive lineman uh, Joe Thune, uh, who he's still kind of keeping the door open uh, whether he's going to play or not. He has got a, he's got a pectoral injury. He didn't play in the AFC Championship game. But Andy Reid kind of sounds like it's slim that he's going to play. Joe keeps kind of holding that door open, and I know it's the Super Bowl. But when it comes to to a pectoral injury for an offensive lineman, how hard is that for for an offensive lineman to go out there, especially a guard, to to play through a pectoral injury? Yeah, I mean, they do a lot with that, right? So, I mean, that's one of the main drivers for blocking, um, getting the kind of space out the defender. So it's going to be very critical to him being able to function at a high level. Um, So with these injuries, it always depends on exactly where it's at. Is it going to be muscle, muscle tendon, tendon itself? If it was a tendon rupture, he'd be done and, and need surgery. So this presumably is more of a sprain, um, or strain, I should say. So, I, you know, it really is going to depend on his functional level. I think they probably have an idea. Honestly, my guess is they know and they're just playing the cards close to the chest to see either he's going to be ready to go for sure or he's not. I, I truly doubt this is going to be a game-time decision because an injury like this is either going to be pretty, pretty legit and he's going to be significantly – uh, hampered, or he's going to be okay, and it's just going to be kind of pain he's playing through. So um, it could, it really could go either way, but it'll we'll, we'll see how how they're doing it. If he does somehow go out there and and play, is the biggest concern like just strength with that? Would he be? Able, is is that one of the big concerns out there? Or could he potentially yeah. tear it fully? Well, yeah. If it's if it's in the muscle, no. I mean, it could get worse for sure, but that's not going to be really in the long term. Not a huge deal. So really, it's going to be is he able to to play it'll be strength to pain combo so if his arms out there giving out and you're trying to block defensive lineman one-handed that's not going to go real well so you'll know pretty quickly if he's being effective out there and so it is possible he feels like he's ready to go and he re-injures it and that certainly does happen i mean just like a bad hammy um it's just another muscle same thing can happen is where you feel okay and then you load it and bam all of a sudden you're not Mm -hmm. so that is a possibility as well yeah otherwise everybody looks like they're they're pretty uh pretty healthy heading into this game too so that's what we want to see in the super bowl right all the best players available yeah. to, to play so absolutely yeah the two-week break really helps them you know i mean obviously there's serious injuries that are season ending but a lot of the you know bumps and scrapes and whatnot people are able to bounce back in a couple of weeks and kind of get healthy so yeah you want to see the best product on the field and that's that's great to see mm-hmm. i want to switch it over to, to baseball here quickly because uh clayton kershaw is going to be playing again this year he signed a new contract but I noticed the other day he said, you know, hopefully July, June, you know, maybe coming there. And I'm like, okay, so what exactly uh, happened to, to Clayton Kershaw? And, and I had to go back to, to, to November, and I hope I pronounced this correctly. But he apparently had uh, surgery for, is it a glenohumeral ligament and a capsule on his throwing mm-hmm. shoulder? So That's can you – yo, I, I pronounced it all right. I get an A for today. Nailed uh, it. <laughs> so what exactly is the glenohumeral ligament? in his shoulder yeah i i actually fixed one of these yesterday so i'm looking at on this one um yeah so so basically it's shoulder so you know what when we hear on on athletes a lot 
on shoulder injuries, one of the common structures is the labrum. So that's basically the ring that kind of runs around the socket. Well, the labrum is also connected to the glenohumeral ligaments, which is really a thickening of the capsule. So when the shoulder has instability, most of the time the injury is on the labral side. Occasionally it's on the opposite side, which is the glenohumeral ligament. So it's, it's another source of shoulder instability. Um, and so it's when an athlete you know, has an injury and their shoulder has an injury to that ligament, uh, again, instead of the labrum, it's basically you just fix the other side. So labrum you're fixing to the glenoid side, and the, the glenohumeral ligaments go over to the humerus side. So it doesn't even apply glenohumeral. Glenoid is socket, humeral is the humeral side. So it's the ligament that connects the two. So you have to, usually you have to make an incision to open the shoulder, but you can sometimes try it arthroscopically, but you're basically tacking those ligaments back to help stabilize the shoulder. So it has to do with shoulder instability um, and repairing those ligaments in order to impart stability. Now with the, the humeral part in it, does that have anything to do with the humerus bone or anything? That is exactly what it is, yeah. Yes. So the, the shoulders is the glenoid, which, again, the socket and the humeral head. So, yep, exactly. So the humerus is the is the upper arm bone, so that's exactly where it gets its name from. All right. I'm, I got two for two. You've right anatomy now. lessons out here. I know, right? I like this. So, <laughs> so I mean, how tough of an injury is this for, for him to, to come back from? I mean, does age factor into this? I mean, the fact that he's a pitcher, or, or, or is the chances fairly high that he can be back and, and available to pitch this summer? You know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, the studies done on this are much less than labral injuries. So labral injuries are very common. We see that in throwers. I will say this. Anytime you have surgery on a throwing arm, it always is going to be like a bit of a crapshoot. So, you know, there's going to be an element of like, we got to see how he does. I will say these, it's also called a hagel, a humeral vulture the glenohumeral ligament. So those hagel injuries, they do pretty well. So I, I would be fairly optimistic he's going to be able to get back and play and play at a high level. Um, but you know, when you say his age in the, in the, in the, when you look at it in the spectrum of an athlete, he's older, but he's still relatively young. So I mean, his healing potential is still very high and let's be honest, he's going to get absolutely the best treatment all the way through. Um, so I, I think he's got a reasonable chance of coming back and coming back at where he was prior to the surgery. But, um, again, throwers, shoulders, there's no guarantees in that. I can promise you that. So, uh, you know, with difference, because, you know, Clayton Kershaw, they obviously hit with his, and then it says capsule on there too. Brandon Woodruff has an anterior capsule where he had uh, a surgery on, and he's already done for this year. Is there a big difference between those two? Well, it depends on what he had done. So, I mean, the, the capsule, like I said, Really, the glenohumeral ligaments are just a thickening of the capsule, so it's one continuous structure. So okay. when you think about a joint, they're completely surrounded by a capsule. So in the bottom, in the front and back, we have a thickening of it that we've now dubbed the glenohumeral ligament. It's just the thickening of the capsule. So it's, they're, they're really the same thing. Now, capsular shifts, which are occasionally done, again, that's another way to address instability. And so I don't know exactly what he had done. Because um, when we talk about the glenohumeral ligaments, we we know exactly where we're talking about. Capsule is a little more vague. Honestly, it it very well could be a similar injury or surgery, but there's often things that go along with it. Um, so it's difficult to say, but I, I would still anticipate he should have a good recovery as well. Um, but it's a little less clear because there again, there's a little bit of vagary with exactly where that that procedure was done. But I mean, anterior capsule obviously implies the front of the shoulder, um, and so it cer- certainly could be again one of those type uh, Hagel-type lesions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Embiid, I know we talked about him uh, last week, and we kind of know now exactly what uh, what what 
what his injury is. He underwent a knee procedure. I've seen out at least four weeks. I've seen six to eight weeks. Um, is that kind of the, the typical timeline when it comes to, to a meniscus uh, surgery recovery time? Uh, if it is a, a, the quote-unquote trim out, so meniscectomy, yes. So we'll see athletes come back in that month range. Um, you know, honestly, if the athletes really want to push themselves, they go out faster, um, but then they run the risk of some swelling and pain. And we all know basketball, they don't they don't try to push them back too quickly just because the number of games mm-hmm. they have in a season. So they'll ease him back in. But it, it implies, without a doubt, he did not have a repair. So there would be no chance he's coming back if they did a repair. So we know that they had meniscus removed. And if I remember correctly, I believe this is his second surgery in his knee. Um, and so, you know, big men with multiple knee surgeries, you yeah. start worrying about the old cartilage stuff going along with it as well. Um, and so obviously I've not looked at his MRI, but I would tell you, you know, the concern is that that may be starting to be a factor at play. So it's, it's, it's never a good thing to have multiple meniscal surgeries. Um, but if it is, you know, you know, if you saw the releases, they talked about a quote flap, I mean, a flap of meniscus, you can't leave it there. It is going to be symptomatic every time, basically. So Hopefully it's a small flap. Hopefully there's no cartilage stuff and he gets back at 100%, but um, we got to see how, how it pans out. But I think that timeline implies it was a, a meniscectomy and he hopefully has a solid recovery. Yeah. Uh, to, to wrap it up, Kirk Cousins, uh, I heard him uh, the other day talking about his recovery time with with his Achilles, and, and he mentioned, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but he kind of mentioned, he's like, you know, we'll know a little bit more in, in a month or so. And I'm assuming that's when he can kind of maybe do a little bit more in terms of running around and I heard Aaron Rodgers the other day too like he can't even you know he's at the next thing that he has to do is like go on a full out sprint I'm like dude you're talking Mm -hmm. about playing you know and you can't even do a full out sprint yet so uh you know with with Kirk Cousins Cousins and such when he says you know we'll know a little bit more in a month by the way that's a wicked scar I saw that picture on on Twitter with his Achilles Mm -hmm. but is that kind of maybe where he's talking about where he can maybe do some on-field stuff and and running around and doing some dropbacks Yeah, totally. I mean, just to go back to Rodgers, I mean, if you recall, I was not optimistic he was ever going to get back because of exactly what we're talking about. I mean, he was. I, I think he was probably talking just out of his rear end. Mm-hmm. I'm sure his surgeon was like, Aaron, I did not clear you for this. Anyway, so to Kurt, yeah, I mean, that's going to be as we allow athletes to get back. It's a very, very much a stage-wise where, all right, we're going to allow you to do these things, these things. And so he's going to be making progression probably to allow – the introduction of explosive movements. Um, and so at that point, you're now looking to see how the integrity of the tendon is, which should be good at this point. Um, and then you got to build up the structure around. So you got to get the muscle back, the other muscles around the ankle, because we shut the whole thing down. You can't selectively shut down just the, the gastroc, um, which is what's attached to the Achilles. So you can't just shut that down. So he's going to have to build up the whole leg. So he's going to just see how the leg feels. And that's going to be kind of a big litmus test for how the progression is going. And so, you know, it'd be nice that they can bounce back and feel perfect right away, but they don't, right? They're going to be stiff. They're going to be weak. Um, and that's what you kind of see how that progression is going and how they build back up. So, you know, those guys are going to be going through that. And obviously this year there was a whole bunch of people going through Achilles injuries. So maybe they're having a camp together, the Achilles rehab camp or something. Yeah. So they all can work together and kind of see how things go. But it's a, an injury like this does have a long progression, progression as far as how you can get back to 100% or close to it. And I thought I had heard him say too. I think this was on Pat McAfee's show. Like it tore so quick, like he didn't like feel the pain or, or something right away. I don't know if that's that's exactly what I heard. Or yeah, Achilles injuries are traditionally not painful. I mean, yeah, it, it is it is uncanny how the, the story is so similar. People almost inevitably say they're doing a sport. It's a lot of times it's like 
basketball it tends to be allowed. So middle-aged men playing basketball, they almost always say they felt like someone kick him in the back of the leg, and they'll turn around and no one's behind them because it feels like that. So it, there's like a little snap, and they feel it, and then there's no real pain. So they just feel like someone threw a ball or kicked him or hit him in the back of the leg, and then no one's behind him. All of a sudden, they try to take a step, and they kind of fall down, mm-hmm. and and then they feel the back of the leg, and like, oh, there it goes. So it's it's not a horrifically painful injury, and that's that's one of the unique things is it's, it's not something that you, you, you'd think it would be this just really tremendously painful injury. It's not. Um, it tends to be pretty well, pretty well tolerated. Now, uh, obviously, it affects the function, which is why we have to repair it. We repair it not because of pain, but because of the dysfunction of a torn Achilles. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely sounds really painful. So to, to hear that it's not, it's like, ooh, it's, it just gives me the creeps thinking about. I don't know why yeah, I have fruit roll-ups that. stuck in my head when I think of yeah, Achilles injuries like rolling up in the back of your leg or something like that. So I don't know why that's stuck in my head. It does. It does retract. It does retract a little bit, but um, it is. There's just not a lot of pain fibers in the tendon itself. Um, it's more in kind of lying. So yeah, there's a little bit, but it's it's definitely more tolerated than you'd think. Hmm, interesting. All right. Uh, before I let you go here, break it down. Who you got uh, for for Sunday's game? Well, I mean, I. If you look at the teams, if they're both playing at you know peak level, I think the Niners are a more complete team. Um, but it's just really hard to go against Mahomes in the playoffs. I mean, I think he's at this point in his career proven he can excel. So if you ask me who do I think is going to win, I think it'll be the Chiefs. Who do I want to win? Probably the Niners. I'm not a hater, but it's just I think when when teams have just continued success, it's like I'm never against the changing of the guard. So it'd be nice to see some fresh blood up, uh, mm-hmm. up on top. So. I guess I'm probably pulling for the Niners, but I, I do think the Chiefs are probably going to win this. Just Mahomes, Kelsey, they're just a really difficult one-two punch to stop. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, dude, appreciate the time as always, buddy. Love catching up with you, and uh, let's do this again next time, okay, sir? Absolutely. All right, so there you go. we got Dr. Crow inside the training room, Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine.